Amen. Amen. Say one more time, we're thankful for everybody that's here this morning. And like I said well, earlier, we just we didn't come to try to outdo one another. Me and Roddy didn't try to come to out-preach each other. We're, just, we're preaching for this. we got the same boss, don't we? Yeah. Amen. We just, he does it his way, and I do it my way. And we, we, are, we will, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something here in a minute, and it's going to work out. Amen. I'm thankful you all come. Roddy, if you want to start your way up here. He told me, well, go, he might get a nosebleed to high up here. <laughs> Amen. I know it's not about Brother Roger, but I, <laughs> he going to be all right? <laughs> I know it's not about Brother Roger, but I just, you don't know how much I appreciate you. you know how much you mean to me. I've been looking forward to this, so I'm going to let you kick it off. If it gets off to a bad start, i got to blame him. Somebody to blame. Y'all love Brother Roger? Amen. Amen. Where's that button? Right there. Can you hear me? <laughs> All right. Darvin told me uh, how old he was a while ago. And uh, I got to thinking about uh, how long ago that uh, I met this boy. It was on a basketball court up in Aunt Minnie's. <laughs> but we won't go there. Because uh, I could out-jump him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if uh, good Lord lets me live till the 10th of this month, I'll be 10 years older than him. But I don't look it, do I? No. <laughs> but uh, I've known him for a long time. I sat there and I remember uh, when Darwin was ordained. And um, I remember when he come to me and he said, Roger, I think I need to go to Oak Grove. And I said, well, if that's where the Lord leads you, that's where you need to go. Amen. And boy, isn't it wonderful what God can do. Amen. And uh, not only am I proud of Darwin, I'm also proud of his church. Amen. Because the Lord has blessed you and how thankful you are to be. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, some Darwin said, preach 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> the first time, yeah. He said he's going to let me go first, and I know why. Because if I go first, and my 10, 15 minutes is over, he can go as long as he wants to. And he knew that. But uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn, please turn to the second book of Chronicles, chapter 7. And I'm going to read one verse To start off with what I'm thinking about, especially that last part of that verse. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, 
Then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we are so thankful for this opportunity that you've given us to be here. And Father, we praise you and thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Father, I pray this morning that the word that you have given me will be anointed by the Holy Spirit. And Father, that it will speak to us and we give you honor and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There is a story in the Old Testament that is so awesome as though it's speaking to us even today as we're here in 2022. And the story is actually found in 1 Kings in the 18th chapter. But it deals with one of the great prophets of the Old Testament, Elijah. Elijah was a great prophet. He was a miracle worker. He was what you would refer to as a prayer warrior because he knew how to pray. And he was a mighty minister. And he was, during the time of a man named Ahab, the king of Israel at that time. And the scripture tells us that Ahab was one of the wickedest people, and especially kings, that there was. He was very wicked. He was a heathen. But he was also a man that hated Elijah. There is one place in that story you'll read that Ahab looked at Elijah and said, so you're the man that is causing all my problems. And Elijah said, no, you're the one that's causing all the problems for Israel. You're the one that has forsaken your God and have turned to worship Baal and all the other heathen gods at that time. And the people, the prophet confronted the evil king in that way. And Elijah tells Ahab that uh, I want you to gather all the people of Israel, I want you to gather them together. And uh, we know from the number of people of Israel at that time, it took a while to get all of them together. And he said, I want you to gather them up and I want you to bring them to uh, Mount Carmi. Elijah Ask Israel once they got there. Elijah said, how long are you going to be halted between two opinions? He says, if we're going to find out what you believe, how you believe. And he says, if God be God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. And I tell you, there is a need in this country today that people need to decide which way they're going to go. How they're going to, what they're going to believe and who they're going to believe. It is getting worse all the time. And I promised myself I was going to behave But uh, he says, how long are you going to be halted between these two opinions? And uh, 
when everything was done, there was a question that was asked, a statement made. It says in that story, you can read it, and it will say that the people, when Elijah stood there and he asked them, how long are you going to be like you are? The people could not answer him a word. And I tell you today in this country and in our, even in our own communities, it's hard for people to say anything. What, what are they going to say? What are we going to say? Are we going to be in God we trust or are we going to trust in trust in everything else? What are we going to say? What could we say with the blessings that God has given this country and these and, and all of us as far as that goes? Amen. What can we say? We don't have no excuses today. There is, a, there is a God and I pray that somehow, some way, that there will be a time come when this nation will once and for all say that there is a God in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. There is a need for the answer to come from all of us. For every one of us. Now Elijah told him to prepare a sacrifice and uh, he said, he told him how, what to do and how to put it together. It's a shame that, that he had to tell them because once upon a time in the history of this nation, on that same mountain, God, Jehovah come. But now he has to go through this and tells them how to prepare for the sacrifice. But there was one stipulation. He told them, he said, don't light the fire. <laughs> Actually what Elijah was saying, don't break out the matches. I'm going to take care of the fire. Amen. And brother, did he ever. Amen. Did he ever. This was the same altar in that area that had been given and had been used to worship in sacrifice to Jehovah God. Well, Baal, they, they begin their service. The prophets of Baal, there was 450 of them, I believe, and 400 of Ashtral. And uh, they were starting their, Elijah said, go ahead, start your service. And that you heard me right, I said service. You'd be surprised this morning of what's going on in some churches today. Amen. Praise be unto God. There is all sorts of stuff that is going on in, in uh, called a service. And uh, I tell you this morning, you ought to be so glad that you have a preacher that will preach uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified, praise be unto God, that will tell you the truth and try to keep uh, you from going astray. And if you're here this morning and you're lost without Jesus, you'll hear the gospel and there's only one gospel and there is not two or three. There's only one way to heaven, not two or three. There is uh, no other way. Jesus said, I am the way. And there is no other way. There is no gospel but the one that is in this book. And I'll tell you, there's only one Jesus. The virgin born son of the living God. Now there's one thing that uh, spoke to me when I read this passage of scripture 
And if there's one thing I want to share with you and try to drive home as deep in your heart as I can is the fact that after they had jumped and hollered and done everything, cut themselves, we all know the story, they was having a big time and they were waiting on the fire, but the fire wasn't going to come because they was not worshiping Jehovah God. They were just having a big uh, trip, I guess you would call it. And I tell you, there is things goes on in church today. I mean to tell you, I don't know if I want to try to preach in a place like that. I'd be afraid that some of that stuff that they're blowing around, the smoke and, and all that yeah. might make you high. Yeah. <laughs> but they done all their stuff. And then uh, it was Elijah's turn. Elijah told them how to get ready. And if you'll count, Elijah had a prayer. Boy, that we could pray and have the same reaction as this man, this prophet prayed. But what Elijah done was he prayed to the right person. And Elijah prayed, but there's a statement there that I want to close my part of this out with. And it said that he told them to rebuild the altar. If there is one thing that needs to be done in this country and in these communities is we need to rebuild Amen. the altar. Amen. I can remember as a young man, a young boy there in Marion, Indiana, where I went to church and I wasn't asked if I wanted to go. I was told I would go. And I'm so thankful that my mother and my father not only sent me to church, but they took me to church but I can remember when they'd have altars of prayer. And I can still in my mind's eye and ears, I can still hear them gather around that altar and they would pray. And one of the names that my grandmother would always mention is Roger. She would say, God, do something with Roger. Well, I'm glad she did, I, but I think she said, call him to preach. And I didn't want that. I'd seen the sacrifice that my father and mother had made to go here and there, put the last three or four dollars of gas in his vehicle to go 40, 50 miles somewhere and preach. I said, I'd never do that. Well... I lived in Pine Snag and drove all the way to Denard and preached in a little church. Loved every minute of it. But Elijah said, rebuild the altar. You know, you've got a beautiful place here. And you've got some, I don't know what's in blinking. <laughs> Uh, boy I hope smoke don't come out of one of these here in a minute but uh, God's a beautiful sanctuary nice padded pews but you know we could do without them we could do without all these. But what we could not ever do without and we better rebuild it is that altar. Amen. 
with that altar. I can remember seeing them people there where I was at church and I would see them when they got up from that altar. The teardrops. And do you know that's where I got saved? And do you know I seen that's where my father years before then got saved? The tears that fell on that altar and God answering the prayers of moms and dads and brothers and sisters and all of those that has been a part of my family. All of them got saved right there at that altar. I preached a couple Sundays ago homecoming at Drasco. And uh, they asked me to come and preach because I was the only past pastor that was still alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're trying to say for sure. <laughs> but one of the things that they had back up by, behind the podium was the old original altar. There'd been a lot of people saved at that altar. I prayed with some years and years ago. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago that was. But I prayed with some there. How do we use our altars today? I think that we need to rebuild our altars. I believe that we ought to spend more time down there than anywhere else. Brother Darwin, I'm going to let you come now. I ain't through, but... No, get over and sit down. You can come back. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews 13 and 8. If you want, I mean, you can turn over word. It said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I think the best way for me to describe maybe how men Roger, Roger preaches is the person went to a doctor and had trouble, had a biopsy done, and come back, it was cancer. So the person went into the doctor and sat down, and the doctor didn't want to tell them the news. So she told her, he told her, or him, everything come back good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. The person laughs and thought, you know, I'm going to get a second opinion. I'm going to get a second opinion. So he went to another doctor. They didn't bother to come back and it's cancer. The doctor sat down with them and told them, and said, listen, you've got cancer. But we think we can take care of it. We'll do these tests or we'll do these treatments and all this. I think you'll be fine. Which one of these doctors loved her the most? Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Which one of the doctors loved her the most? We live in a time today, Brother Roger, you know, everybody out here wanting to hear everything's great. Yeah. Everything's good. That's what we preach now. You know, everything's happy. Everything's great. But according to the Bible, everything ain't great. Amen. Everything ain't great. So read me, you know, me and Roger gets up here and tells y'all what we tell y'all. And sometimes it hurts. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you even get mad and leave the church, you know, so I'm going back and hit listen to him no more, you know, and this and that. But he reading me, we do this is because we love you. <laughs> we love you. And Brother Roger preaching on, you know, he said, you know, about the, he said, my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek his face. He will take care of all this stuff. You can find out in another place in the Bible here. You 
Turn if you want to, you can turn over just with me for just a second. It's in Proverbs 11th chapter. I want you to you turn over to read with me just real quick. And I was going to go for just a couple of minutes here and let Roger have for just a second. Then we'll close this thing out here in a little bit. But Roger said, well, you know about the altars, you know, and I agree with him 100%, you know. We come a lot of times, and he talking about his grandmother praying for Roger and granting all this, all the tears that was shed on the altar. And I, I was saved back when under uh, Brother Wayne's ministry is where I saved up at Sunday Slope, you know. And stuff, you know, he told back then, some stuff he didn't like, you know, but it, it cured what was on the inside. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. Just like I told you a while ago, the doctor said, if we do this, we do this, I think we can take care of all this. If we would do what this Bible says today, you know, the Bible says we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah. You know, today, you know, and we we hear today, you know, preachers won't stand up and say anything bad anymore. They want everything, everybody be happy, you know. But I want to, you know, before you understand this here, we are living in a time today, things are crazy. Yes, it is. And Brother Roger says, you know, you can go to some churches today and you can't, you, you, what you hear is just out of this world. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Proverbs 11 and 1 said, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Amen. A false balance is abomination to the Lord. Amen. You don't think this thing is out of balance today. you got problems. Amen. <laughs> It's out of balance today. And I, I guess I, I, I'm just going to go out on them. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Me. <laughs> go for it. We today accept everything under the sound of the earth. Yes, God help us. I was watching the commercial. I'm about ready to throw my TV out of the door. <laughs> my wife don't believe that, but I... <laughs> I said, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm watching, I'm, I'm glad with no grandkid is there, you know, and I said, the commercial came on, I don't know what it was, I don't know y'all want me want to hear this kind of stuff, but right at the end of there's two men kissing each other. Yeah. Stay with me. A false, that ain't the way God intended it in the beginning. No. It's a false balance. Come on. It's out of balance. And have you heard me preach a few weeks ago where it's time to go, you know, you go to a car, sit there, get a new tire put on, you put it on a machine and balance it. It'll tell you exactly where to put the balance at, to where to put it on there at, you know. And, and they put a thing on there and they rotate again. It's in balance, you know. Our lives today, you know, God never intended for us, our kids or teenagers to see this kind of stuff. Amen. But we got away from this altar. Yeah. We started coming praying. Instead of praying for what we really need, we prayed for what we wanted. God, give me this boat. God, give me this house. God, give me, the, no matter what I'm talking about. God, give me what this and that. We got away from what we really needed. We got away from the, filling the altar up on Sunday morning. There ain't very many altars full on Sunday morning anymore. He said, well, we ain't got that many sinners at church. Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're afraid to come out here, you know. We're afraid what somebody might think about us. Brother Roger, one of these days, we're going to get to go to a place called heaven. Amen. I don't care what they think about me when I go through that gate. You know, I'm going to be jumping high. I'm going to be shouting high. But the thing about it right now, I read in Revelations, it talks about a place called heaven, and it ought to make the Christian people today more excited than they've ever been. Why? Because you look at the world today, everything is getting fulfilled. We're closer today than we've ever been. We're closer today, I believe, in, in, in the Christ could come in the next few moments. That's my opinion. I don't care if you believe it or not, but I believe he could come at any time. Amen. And then we read in the Bible, back up just a little bit, and here, Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10. When we started at 10, we're going to go to 12, okay? I'm just teasing. Roger, you can get laugh. I can't get laugh. <laughs> Proverbs 10. I'm going to just go through this, and I'll turn back to Roger for just a second. The fear of the Lord prolongs days. Yeah. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. We have got away from the fear of the Lord. Yeah. 
Some people tell me y'all need to fear the Lord. I don't know what kind of dad y'all had, earthly dad. I feared Alvin Carlton. <laughs> you fear Wayne? I did. Okay. Because <laughs> he had the authority. I mean, my brother Roger used to pastor at Sunday Slope with his boys, Brian and Jeff. I remember after preaching, I mean, I don't think I don't know if I've seen it or not, but I hear stories. He'd take both his kids by the ears and lead them out when church was over. Why? They misbehaved. There was consequences to pay. Amen. And today, you would have got away from that. We don't fear our father anymore. Amen. Come on. Come on. We laugh at sin yeah. when it should make us sick. Yes, God help. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. We laugh at it, but Jesus died for, with that on his shoulders. He cried with that on his shoulders, and we laugh about it. We laugh about it. We go to church thinking one way and go out in the world doing other stuff. And the Bible says here, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is straight to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. This is what I love. The righteous shall never be removed. Come on, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all been shouting on that. The righteous shall never be removed. Why? Because there is a person that was born some 2,000 years ago. His name was Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He went to the grave. He come with the grave victorious. Brother Roger shaking under the keys to heaven and hell. I was all dead, but I'm alive forevermore. And the Bible says in, in, in Acts, this first chapter, as he was standing there when he left to go up to heaven, he said he started leaving and going to the clouds. And the Bible says they stood there amazed at what they seen. But the angel said, you know, why I be amazed at this? Why? Because the same Jesus that went up is going to come back in the like manner. That's why the righteous never will be forsaken. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The righteous shall not be removed, but the wicked shall not inherit the earth. We look at today, Brother Roger, get ready. We look at today, and we see today, we think, well, devil's got everything. He's got. He's having a field day. He's doing this and doing that. But according to my Bible, they shall never take over. No. Come on. That's right. Why? If we as God's people will realize today that we're in a battle today and we can't just come to church and everything is feel good, this and that. Sometimes things hurt. And if we got to realize we got to get back to this altar like Brother Roger says and get a hold of it and cry out to God, help my children. God help this country today. God help the President of the United States. How many believes he needs help today? Amen. I believe that today and I'm not running him down. I'm just saying today, what's right is right what's wrong is wrong we today have one right way and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ today through Calvary like Roger told us there's not but one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ so let's get back to what he says he said you know narrow is the way to righteousness or to heaven and broad is the way but we're teaching today the world is preaching today everything's fine but it's not the righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inherit the earth. Roger, I'm going to let you have a couple of minutes and you can, whatever you want to do, you do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We need to repair the altar Amen. because I do believe that we still serve a God 
that can bring fire down from heaven. And in that story of Elijah, he prayed a simple prayer. You ought to just count just how many words. It wasn't the length of his prayer that counted anyway. It was who he was praying to. And he prayed, and guess what happened? The fire came. And I mean, it it not only took the sacrifice, it took the wood, it even took the stones. I tell you, God can answer prayer. And it can be the prayer that needs answered. And people need to repair the altar across America today in our churches, in our homes, in our, our uh, government. Why would God spare America from judgment? It's not because of what we have as far as weapons or military. That's not what made America great. And I tell you something, it wasn't the man that sat in the Oval Office. It was what Americans believed in and the prayers that they prayed. I wonder what would happen tomorrow if in Washington, D.C. and in the houses of representatives and senators all over this country, I tell you what could change America and take her back to her glory days, if you want to call it that, is if people like that would wind up in sackcloth and ashes praying unto God. And I tell you, if that was to happen, just what I read to you in Chronicles, he'd heal the land. He'd heal the land. The streets of our cities and towns are full of sodomites, rapists, lesbians, And uh, I don't think, yeah, I said those words. (laughs) And I I don't care. Darwin just told us the truth, the truth. And there's only one truth and his name is Jesus. But I wonder, are they going to Repent on their own? I don't think so. But I do believe that if churches and homes, if they would have that altar. My mother went to heaven not too long ago. And I know she had a good time with my dad. (laughs) And... uh, I'll always appreciate Brother Darvin bringing that message. I tell you what, that was totally awesome. But my mother, I can remember coming home from school and going in the house and mom would be peeling potatoes and singing. Sometimes it'd be amazing grace. Sometimes it would be Nothing but the blood. But I don't know how many times that I heard her singing when I went in the door. Brother Darvin said that he was saved under my dad's preaching. I cannot tell you the times that I heard my dad at the foot of his bed Praying to God. We need the altars repaired. And if we don't think, if we don't think that the Bible is up to date, I I want to close my part. This country and this world 
is in trouble. We don't understand, but we're on the brink of war. And it could be bad because there is some crazy people out there with atomic energy and atomic bombs. I run across a verse of scripture and you can write this down. You don't have to turn to it. But Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12. It gives us a chilling picture of what could be just any day, any time. It says, There shall be consumed away their flesh shall be consumed away with them standing. Now that consume means melt. Could melt away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall be consumed away in their holes. Their tongues shall be consumed away in their mouth. What is that a picture of? It is a picture of what happened in Japan. What that atomic energy done to flesh. And there is a idiot, oh, excuse me, Named Putin. He's a poot. <laughs> but we don't, there is not only him, but there is other nations that have that same ability. My prayer for this country, my prayer for this nation, for the world, For America, that we repair the altars. Amen. And I want to close by asking you this. I wonder, churches like this church, my church, my son's church now, I wonder. What could happen if we would do what Elijah said, repair the altars? Amen. Amen. I want to just quote this in my closing. I love this man. I love the God he serves. He serves more. John 14 said, let not your hearts be troubled. Yes. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. And my Father's house are many mansions. For not so, I told you. Yeah. But Roger said, if I go away and prepare you a place. <laughs> I will. I will come back. I will come back. And all this hard work you've done. i got to apply just a paraphrase. I won't. I'm going to take care of you. Why? Because I love you that much. Yes. I love you that much. I just wonder what would happen, you know. And I said this other here a while back. Jesus took 12 people. Yes, he did. And man, he changed. We're still talking about 2,000 years later, a little over. I wonder what happened if Oak Grove Church and Concord Church, just these two churches, got serious about what we just talked about what could happen if time goes on I don't know how it can but God knows what's these children here are going to have to, are they going to have a preacher stand up to say hey I'm going to preach the truth and I'm not talking about me and him there's not many left that will tell you what we told you this morning in the pulpit. That's right. There's not many left. Not many. 
Who are they going to get? Who are they going to get? I got a young man here, Brother Hans. He'll tell you like it is. He'll pray for him. He'll pray for him. Brother Roger, I've enjoyed this. I have too. And I want to say this to you. The devil is not near as concerned with old people like me and Darwin. <laughs> it's the seed that, that he's planning. after. Yep. All these young ones. I tell you the truth. Right now somewhere, not many miles from here, there is someone got their eyes on your child. Yes. It's not safe for you to go anywhere anymore. But I tell you, it's, they're out there. And that's another reason why mothers and dads have them in church, but pray with them. Amen. Let them see you cry. There's nothing. Uh, don't ever be ashamed to shed a tear because it washes out your eyes where you can see better. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. I want to stand, sir, for y'all stand today. This is a great message they preached today. What we're going to do with it. Someone asked every head bowed, but if you want to come right now and fill this altar up. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, oh, me and Brother Roger would like to pray with you today, amen? Yes. If you don't know Jesus, come. There's something wrong between you and Jesus right now. You're not sure? Step out. If you just want to come and pray on this on the altar, start rebuilding this altar. We should start coming now. There's some start coming. Would you please come? Anybody needs to come? Anybody needs to come? They're still come, coming out. Just come on. Still, come on. They're still coming. Come on. They're still coming. Come on. Anybody else want to come? Come on. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Amen. Lord Jesus. As we come Amen. before you and we pray that you will hear our prayers. And yes, Father, Jesus. I pray for these that have come. You know the reasons. Yes. You know the needs yes. in their heart. And Father, yes, I pray yes. that they will just reach up with arms of faith. Yes. Father, that you would answer that prayer that's on their hearts and in their minds and Father that you will answer that prayer in the way that will be a blessing to them we are to pray that your will be done Yes, Father I pray that they will seek you out Father, that they will ask your, yes, Jesus. your answer, yes. whatever that might be, that they'll trust you. If there is one that needs saved, I pray they'll be saved, yes. that they'll reach up to you. Yes, Jesus. If they have a burden that is being so heavy, but Father, I pray that they will seek you and because you are the one that can make the burdens light. And Father, I pray yes. for them in their need. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 God bless y'all's prayers today.
y'all enjoy being together today? Amen. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. I hope we can, maybe sometime. Amen. I'm going to ask one more thing. It's part, it will. We'll get out of here, okay? I'm going to ask Brother Hansen to come up here just a second. I want Brother Roger to come over here. Don't go too far. <laughs> I want you to pray with him for him. He's a young minister, and Roger prayed for me, and look what it done. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I'm just going to pray, pray because, man, we need some preachers that will stand up. And I know he's doing it now. We want to hear from him. You know, you probably heard him speak before, but he, he preaches the word. He don't care. If it's in the Bible, he'll preach it. But I just want Brother Roger to pray for him. And I'll pray, be praying with you, but I'd just like for him to pray for him. It's all right, Roger. Just pray with him. Amen. Y'all pray. Father God, as we bow before you today, Father, we're so thankful for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Father, we're so thankful that on that cross, you died for us. And you shouldered the sins of us all that would believe. Father, I pray for this young man. And Father, I pray that you would just touch his life. And Father, that uh, wherever he goes and wherever he preaches, that there'll be one gospel that he'll preach. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That he'll tell people about a wonderful Savior. And Father, I know that the road will be rocky at times. And there'll be mountains to climb. But Father, I just pray that he'll always understand that it, uh, the journey will be worth it yes. once he gets home. Yes. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint his life and his words as he stands for you. And I ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Thank y'all. You're dismissed.